0: Welcome to St. Columbus for our service of Holy Communion, and this is the 10th Sunday after Trinity. I welcome visitors in particular. All of you are most welcome as we turn to page 201. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear what our Lord Jesus Christ says. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment and the second is like it you shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. Lord, have mercy on us, and write these your laws in our hearts. God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, Jesus Christ, to save us from our sins, to intercede for us in heaven, and to bring us to eternal life. Let us then confess our sins in penitence and faith, firmly resolved to keep God's commandments and to live in love and peace. Almighty God, our heavenly Father, we have sinned in thought and word and deed, and in what we have left and done. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may walk in unison of life, to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy on you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in eternal life, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. The collect for today, the 10th Sunday after Trinity. Let your merciful ears, O Lord, be open to the prayers of your humble servants, and that they may obtain their petitions Make them to ask such things as shall please you, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
1: Paul continues to set out his understanding of how Christian faith follows from Jewish faith. Before, there was only the law of obedience, Now all who confess Jesus as Lord, Jews and everyone else, are put right with God. The epistle is from Romans chapter 10, beginning at verse 5. Moses writes concerning the righteousness that comes from the law, that the person who does these things will live by them. But the righteousness that comes from faith says, Do not say in your heart, Who will ascend into heaven? that is, to bring Christ down, or who will descend into the abyss, that is, to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, on your lips, and in your heart. That is, the word of faith that we proclaim. Because if you confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For one believes with the heart, and so is justified, and one confesses with the mouth, and so is saved. The scripture says, no one who believes in him will be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. The same Lord is Lord of all, and is generous to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. But how are they to call on one in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in one of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone to proclaim him? And how are they to proclaim him unless they are sent? As is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. This is the word of the Lord.
2: After miraculously feeding several thousand people, Jesus takes time for renewal and private reflection, then rejoins his disciples in the mystery of walking on water. Surely now they will see who he truly is. Hear the gospel of our Savior Christ according to Matthew chapter 14, beginning at verse 22.
3: Glory to you.
2: Immediately, he made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But by this time, the boat battered by the waves was far from the land, for the wind was against them. And early in the morning, he came walking towards them on the lake. But when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified, saying, It's a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said to him, Come. So Peter got out of the boat, started walking on the water, and came towards Jesus. But when he noticed the strong wind, he became frightened and began to sink, crying out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him, saying to him, You of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind ceased, and those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. This is the Gospel of the Lord.
3: Praise to you.
2: In the name of God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. As we heard, the boat was battered by the waves, for the wind was against them. Living here on the island of Ireland, even if home is in the inland counties, we know and we experience something of the sea. For some, it's a way of life. They, to quote the Psalms, go down to the sea in ships, doing business on the great waters. Wherever they travel, we're very dependent on mariners, as much of our provisions and essential items are transported from other parts of the world by tankers and freight vessels that seem to get larger by the year. Living within sight of the sea in Bangor, we have an opportunity to see the considerable traffic that goes up and down the lock on a daily basis. Some weeks ago, we were made aware here in St. Columbus of the important work of the mission to seafarers in caring for the spiritual and personal needs of sailors, many of whom spend months, if not years, away from their loved ones and from their native lands. Then there are other people who go to sea as a means of travelling from Ireland to other places, either to meet family members or for leisure purposes. Cruising has become a favourite pastime. This year we have been informed that more cruise liners than ever will visit Belfast port and city. And then there are people, including those associated with this parish, who spend their leisure time sailing around the coast or venturing further afield. I've heard of at least one parishioner who has sailed the Atlantic Ocean. That's awesome to use an American term, and I say that as someone who's likely to get seasick in the calmest of conditions. <coughs> If we've any sense, we treat the sea and any expanse of water with great respect. Even on inland stretches of water, like Strangford Lock near here, people can get into difficulties when the wind increases in force or tidal conditions change at short notice. Like Strangford, an inland stretch of water, one which features regularly in the Bible and notably in the Gospel accounts, is the Sea of Galilee, known also as the Sea of Tiberias. Today's Gospel passage, as we heard, is an example of Galilee's capacity to spread fear and alarm amongst those who ventured out into its waters. We were informed that the boat of the disciples, many of whom were fishermen, familiar with the sea, was battered by waves, for the wind was against them. They'd been listening to Jesus, and now they were traveling home across the lake in the middle of the night, and that incidentally is what is meant by the fourth watch of the night. A storm blew up, which may have been as ferocious as the one which hit parts of the south coast of Ireland about a week ago. And those in the boat, experienced as they may have been, were fighting a losing battle to keep the boat stable and safe. As I speak, we're all aware of just how um, dangerous and vicious the seas can be. Look at the daily tragedies we hear about on the seas around these islands and in the Mediterranean, where in some of those instances people are fleeing for their very lives. Anyway, going back to that um, incident, in strange circumstances, when uncertainty and fear may have got the upper hand, their sense of apprehension increased when they saw an image of Jesus and heard his voice. Take heart, I'm with you. Don't be afraid. Was it a ghost? Surely it can't have been anything else. And then typical of Peter, a seasoned fisherman, he was impetuous, and that's one of the reasons I like him. He responded by getting out of the boat and seemingly walking on the water until his courage failed him. It's one of the mysteries, isn't it, of the gospel? Fast forward, and we know that the incident had a happy ending because Peter returned to the boat, the storm ceased, and those caught up in the turmoil. Recognized not only the peaceful presence of Jesus, but acknowledged him as the Son of God. Out of the depths have I called you, O Lord, hear my voice. Are the opening words of one of the Psalms, and may have been known by some of the disciples in the boat, battered by the wind on the Sea of Galilee. In moments of crisis, Perhaps when in the depths of despair, the words that will be on the lips of fervent believers and agnostics alike may well be, God help us. In life, metaphorically, the wind and the waves can be against us from time to time when we feel that we are in danger of being overwhelmed by the storms and battered by the waves of life. And those surely are the moments when we, all of us, long for peace. A strong faith does not necessarily protect us from periods of turmoil. For like everybody else, we can experience sorrow as well as joy, poverty as well as wealth, infirmity as well as good health. However, for many, and I hope we can be amongst them. They echo again and again words from the Psalms, and I trust that you can find these words helpful in times of difficulty, that God is a very present help in times of trouble. Throughout the year, our attention is drawn to Christian men and women from other ages as well as our own, Who have wrestled with the trials and the tribulations of life. They've been battered by the storms and strong waves that can overwhelm us. To quote the words of a hymn we shall sing shortly, they have experienced the tumult of the world's tempestuous sea. I'm going to make reference, briefly as I can, to one such man who had associations with the diocese of which we are part, that of Down and Drumore. I do so because, like someone the rector I know will make reference to later on this morning, today is a significant occasion. The one I wish to refer to is perhaps not for the happiest of reasons. He's associated with the 13th of August, Because many, many years ago, Jeremy Taylor, and he was the bishop I'm referring to, Bishop of Down and Dromore, died on this very date. Jeremy Taylor was born in England in August 1613. Now that was, for those of you who are aware of dates, two years before the authorized version of the King James Bible was printed. After ordination... Jeremy Taylor became closely associated with William Laud, the Archbishop of Canterbury. Now those were dangerous and stormy times, and we've been thinking about those this morning. The Archbishop was a royalist and a supporter of King Charles I, and that was to land him in very deep trouble, to put it mildly for Archbishop Laud was tried for treason by the Puritan Parliament associated with Oliver Cromwell. He was executed and some time later King Charles was beheaded. Wisely, Jeremy Taylor fled to Wales and lived quietly until Oliver Cromwell died in 1658. When the monarchy was restored two years later, and King Charles II became king, Taylor was invited over to Ireland. Before long, he was appointed Bishop of Down and Connor, and later also of Dromore, a direct predecessor of our present bishop. Taylor is given credit for commissioning a new cathedral at Dromore, where he was buried at a relatively young age of 53 in 1667, the 13th of today, August 1667. As I've suggested, those were very stormy times. Jeremy Taylor had the difficult task of restoring the Anglican tradition of Episcopal ordination and depose those who would not submit. One of those people, incidentally, was Rector. He took the Presbyterian form of ministry in Bangor Abbey where I was ordained and Jeremy Taylor was responsible for replacing him. It prompted Taylor to remark, I perceive myself thrown into a place of utter torment. He was right in many respects. For 20 years later the Battle of the Boyne took place and all of us know and are reminded regularly of the significance of that battle. Jeremy Taylor stands out not simply because he lived and served as Bishop in very troubled times and had to deal with religious and clerical dissent in a sometimes ruthless fashion, but because of the outstanding nature of his devotional writings. His best-known book, A Collection of Sermons, is called Holy Living and Holy Dying. And 100 years later, John Wesley, who got caught up himself in controversy, found that very book absolutely inspirational. As well as his role as Bishop of Down, Drumore, and Connor, Jeremy Taylor was appointed Vice-Chancellor of Trinity College, Dublin. He didn't like the chaos that greeted him in 1660, for he wrote this, I found things in perfect disorder. That place consists of boys and men who found themselves there by tyranny or chance. They're a wretched lot and I hope that doesn't apply to the students of the present era. In some ways, despite the title, it was not the university of the holy and undivided trinity when Taylor was there. So the boat was battered by waves, for the wind was against them. Literally and metaphorically, that can be the case for many people who have attempted to follow the way of Christ, including the disciples in the boat on the Sea of Galilee, and I suggest, despite the fact that he was a product of the age in which he lived, Jeremy Taylor, the man who died on the 13th of August. It is a positive reason for exchanging surely the peace of the Lord with one another in the sacrament of Holy Communion, and also for singing and praying shortly in that familiar hymn, Lead us, Heavenly Father, lead us, o'er the world's tempestuous sea, guard us, guide us, keep us, feed us, for we have no help but Thee.
0: true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven, was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under a Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven Look for the resurrection of the dead, and the life of the world to come. Amen. Amen. The congregation may be seated for the anthem "And Cannot Be" by Dan Forrest, and it will be sung by Ryan Robson Blore and Caroline McCartney, accompanied by her mother, Ruth.
4: I move into a time of intercession. Let us remember the words from Psalm 124, verse 7. Our help is in the name of the Lord who has made heaven and earth. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, you promise through your Son Jesus Christ to hear the prayers of those who ask in faith. Lord of your people, strengthen your church in all the world. Renew the life of this diocese of Down and Dromore. Bless David, our bishop. We ask your blessing also on John, our primate, and on John, our rector. We pray for our own parish, praying that those who are involved in the ongoing renovations, renovations within the church, pray that they may be guided in all their work. Lord, in your mercy. Your honor. The words of today's epistle ended. WITH THE WORDS, HOW BEAUTIFUL ARE THE FEET OF THOSE WHO BRING GOOD NEWS. And SO WE PRAY FOR THE ONGOING MISSIONARY WORK OF THE CHURCH. WE PRAY FOR ALL MISSIONARY SOCIETIES, ESPECIALLY THOSE WHOM WE SUPPORT. And WE PRAY FOR ALL MISSIONARIES WHO WORK ABROAD, ESPECIALLY IN COUNTRIES where it is dangerous to teach and to live out the gospel message. We pray for all their families at home. Lord, in your mercy. Our prayers are also asked for the Bishop's Bible Week, the, the last week of this month in Willowfield Parish, praying for the speaker and all who are involved in that week. Lord, in your mercy. Lord of our relationships, Lord of creation, look with favour on the world you have made. Guide the nations in the ways of justice and of peace. Bless Charles, our King, and all in authority. AS WE PRAY FOR THE NATIONS OF THE WORLD, WE PRAY FOR THOSE COUNTRIES WHERE THERE IS SO MUCH WAR AND CONFLICT, LOSS OF HOMES, LOSS OF LIFE AND OPPORTUNITIES. WE CONTINUE TO PRAY FOR THE PEOPLE OF UKRAINE AND ALSO OF of RUSSIA WHO SUFFER, THOSE WHO SUFFER AS A CONSEQUENCE OF ALL TROUBLE. We pray for all political leaders in their quest for world peace. We also pray for peace in the industrial life of this nation. Lord, in your mercy. The gospel and also our sermon has reminded us of all those who are caught up in tragedy who travel by the seas. We ask God's blessing on the ministry of seafarers throughout the world and at all the different ports of the world. We pray for those asylum seekers seeking refuge from troubled countries, traveling across the channel and in other seas, in difficult conditions often losing their lives we pray for them and for their families Lord in your mercy Amen. at this time we bring before God the work of the police service of Northern Ireland we pray that God will help them through this difficult Dangerous and frightening time for them, for those officers and their families affected by the data breach. We pray for a quick and satisfactory resolve of their situation. Lord, in your mercy, through so Lord, of our relationships, comfort and sustain the communities in which we live and work. Help us to love our neighbors as ourselves. Enable us to serve our families and friends, and to love one another as you love us. We pray for our local community, for the churches that serve here. We pray for all who are engaged in the services and our hospitals our nursing homes, the emergency services, for all those who have worked tirelessly throughout this night, and for those who travel. We pray for our schools as shortly they prepare for their new term. We pray also for our young people who will shortly be receiving their examination results. I want to use a prayer that has been highlighted for us by Gannon Smith in the present Columban magazine. Almighty God, the source of all knowledge, we pray for our friends and family members who are awaiting exam results. And when the time comes, help them as they navigate their next step, give grace to any who may be burdened and anxious Regardless of the outcome, may they be aware of the infinite value which you and their loved ones place on them. Teach them and us to use the gifts we possess and show us and them a way forward that will lead to personal satisfaction and fullness of life. Lord, in your mercy, we turn now as we pray to the sick pray for the sick as we do each sunday and thursday at our communion we pray for those in hospital we pray for those who are undergoing treatment we pray for those who are going through the turbulent waters of faith and of health problems our prayers are especially asked for Claire at this time. We pray for those who have not slept this night because of pain or fear or loneliness or sickness or grief. For those who may be dying and for those who are keeping vigil over them. We pray for those who have been recently bereaved in the parish, the families of the Toner and McAlpine families, the Adair family and the McConnell family, that they may know God's peace and strength among them. Lord, in your mercy, Lord of eternity, bind us together by your Holy Spirit in communion with all who, having confessed the faith, have died in the peace of Christ, that we may entrust ourselves and one another and our whole life to you, Lord God, and come with all your saints to the joys of your eternal kingdom.
0: Amen. Amen. We do not presume to come to this your table, merciful Lord, trusting our own righteousness Amen. Christ is our peace. He has reconciled us to one God by the cross. We meet in his name and share his peace. The peace of the Lord be always with you. is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all things come from you and of your own we give you. Christ our Passover has been sacrificed for us. Therefore, celebrate the peace. Turning to page 216 we use the third Eucharistic prayer. The Lord is here. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. (coughs) Father, Lord of all creation, we praise you for your goodness and your love. When we turned away, you did not reject us. You came to meet us in your Son, welcomed us as your children, and prepared a table where we might feast with you. In Christ you shared our life, that we might live in him and he in us. He opened wide his arms upon the cross, and with love stronger than death, he made the perfect sacrifice for sin. Lord Jesus Christ, our Redeemer, on the night before you died, you came to table with your friends, taking bread, you gave thanks, broke it and gave it to them, saying, take, eat, This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Lord Jesus, we bless you. You are the bread of life. At the end of supper, you took the cup of wine, gave thanks and said, drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. Lord Jesus, we bless you, you are the true vine. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Dying, you destroyed our death. Rising, you restored our life. Lord Jesus, come in glory. Holy Spirit, giver of life, come upon us now. May this bread and wine be to us the body and blood of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. As we eat and drink these holy gifts, make us who know our need of grace one in Christ, our risen Lord. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, blessed Trinity, with your whole church throughout the world, we offer you the sacrifice of thanks and praise and lift our voice to join the song of heaven, forever praising you and saying, Holy, Holy, Holy 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 Lord, 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 God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Thanks be to you, our God, for your gift beyond words. Amen, amen, amen. As our Saviour Christ has taught us, so we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. The bread which we break is a sharing in the body of Christ. We We be many are one body, for we all share in the one bread. Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God, who has taken away the sins of the world. Happy are those who are called to his supper. Lord, I am not worthy to receive you, but only say the word and I shall be healed. Let us pray. O God, as we are strengthened by these holy mysteries, so may our lives be a continual offering, holy and acceptable in your sight, Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the spiritual food of the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him, we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen. As Canon Levity has already referred to the PSNI in the prayers, Bishop David has asked that this prayer be said in all churches throughout the diocese at this time. And as we pray it, we think of the chief constable, all of the officers, and all those who work in Brooklyn, the headquarters, situated in the boundaries of this, our parish. Be present at this time, O Lord, eternal God, judge of all, with those who serve in and alongside the police service of Northern Ireland. Grant them your safety and protection and deliver them from danger. In the exercise of their duties and responsibilities, pour into each one the gifts of wisdom, humility, and peace, and by your Holy Spirit, sustain and strengthen them to serve our community. Hear our prayer, O Lord of justice, And grant this our intercession for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you this day and always. Amen. We now have our final hymn. the Lord (laughs)
3: Hey. <laughs>